when a church described themselves as missional, what it actually meant was our church isn't actually reaching anyone, but we need a cool name to call ourselves so we don't feel bad about not making Jesus' last command our first priority. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Well, what's up? This is Perry Noble on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Logan has been abducted by aliens, but she should be back with us on the next podcast. This podcast is going to be a little bit different um, because today I want to talk about the dirty little secret that every church leader has, whether they want to admit it or not. And here it is. Nearly every single church leader wants their church to grow. This isn't just something I think is true. I've had the privilege of traveling all over the world and meeting church leaders from nearly every theological and philosophical ideology. And the whole Great Commission idea that Jesus came up with seems to be still resounding in the hearts of leaders who are actually connected to him. So if this is what a lot of church leaders want, if they want their church to grow, then why is that happening? We've all seen the statistics where between 80 and 90% of the churches just in America are plateaued or declining. Now, there's all sorts of reasons. There's all sorts of surveys. But today on the podcast, I want to give you three reasons that I believe the church in America um, is not growing or many churches are not growing. Number one is church growth shaming. That's right. Church growth shaming. In the 1990s, um, when I was just really stepping into church world in the early 2000s, there was actually a popular profession in church world called a church growth consultant. In fact, um, the church that I started, New Spring Church, we brought in a church growth consultant for two years in a row. And this gentleman, his name was Ron Lewis. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. He helped us in so many ways because he had fresh eyes. He could see things that we couldn't see, could hear things that we couldn't hear. Um, and, and these church growth consultants were just some great men and women that you would hire to come in and take a fresh outside look at your church and give you an outside perspective. And many of them would actually help you put a strategic plan into place to reach more people. However, at some point in the mid-2000s, and if you're around my age, you'll remember this, the missional movement. That's a word we hadn't used in a long time. The missional movement took place. And when a church described themselves as missional, what it actually meant was, our church isn't actually reaching anyone, but we need a cool name to call ourselves so we don't feel bad about not making Jesus' last command our first priority. All right, I might have made that definition up, but that's basically what it was and because of this movement and a few other factors as well pastors of churches that wanted to grow were nearly shamed into silence they were called selfish or even being accused of being in it for the money and rather than take like merciless beatings from random strangers on this new phenomenon called social media that was emerging at the time so many pastors simply chose to keep their desire to reach more people 
to themselves so that quote unquote Bible boy 182 with 42 followers on Twitter would not say mean things about him or her. Let me be very clear to pastors and church leaders. It's not evil or sinful for you to want to see more people have a life-changing encounter with Jesus and then walk with him for the rest of their lives. In fact, I would argue it's a bit twisted to be a leader in a world-changing organization, the church, and not want more and more people to participate in that change. So if you're a church leader and you want your church to grow, own it. It starts with you. And if you can't own it, then I would say shut it when it comes to leaders who actually do want to grow their church and don't project your insecurity and your disobedience on them. So that's the first reason the churches do not grow. The second reason is imitation. Imitation. I'm a big believer in learning as much as possible from as many people as possible, especially if they're doing it right, they're being successful. I'm talking about church and unchurched leaders. I'm talking about the business world and the church world. However, while I experience motivation because of what other people are doing, I do my best not to slip into imitation mode. And this is where I believe if I do exactly what another church did, I will get the exact same results that they got because, um, hey, they did it. We're going to do it. We're going to see the exact same results. If you're a church leader, listen to me. God called you to lead. And I believe you've got what it takes to lead. And I would be willing to bet my last Bible that you have an idea or two that you've never articulated or told anyone because, let's be honest, it's a bit scary. And if you, But I believe that if you would articulate that idea, that the people that you lead would follow and your church would see incredible results. I learned a long time ago that the Lord didn't call me to do it exactly like someone else was doing it. He has us all wired with unique giftings and callings, and the more we lean into revelation instead of imitation, I believe the greater the results in our churches will be. The number three reason, number three reason is this. We don't know how. When it comes to growing our church, we don't know how. And notice I didn't say you don't know how. I said we don't know how. Um, recently, I did something kind of crazy. Uh, I purchased some video editing software on my Mac, and it's supposed to be one of the top programs on the market. But here's the problem. Um, I opened the program. I actually did open the program and I don't have a freaking clue how to use this thing. And so um, I, I watched some YouTube videos and they made me feel like an idiot because they used a lot of like insider language that I didn't understand. And, um, and then I downloaded the PDF. There's a free PDF that you can download and it's 150 pages long. So um, and once again, it's written in language that's completely over my head. So. I know a guy who's quite prolific in using this program that I purchased. And so I called him and I arranged for he and I to spend about two days together so he can show me step by step how I can do how I can do it. If somebody will sit down with me and show me something, it's like I never, ever forget it. I'm more of a visual learner. Um, it's, it, the whole process is really quite simple. I want to learn something. I don't know how. 
So I arranged and will pay for someone to show me how to do it. And if you don't know how to grow your church, it does not mean that you're stupid or even that you're unable. It most likely means you're so busy working in the church that you hardly have any time to work on the church. I mean, if you're reaching more people, obviously you probably feel like you spend all day running around putting out fires. However, I can assure you that taking the time for you and your team to put a plan into place to grow and then having your team execute that plan that they actually had input into, well, well, it'll just reignite the fire and passion inside of you, your team, your church, unlike anything you've ever seen before. Which brings me to a couple options, a couple options that you can follow through on if you're, if you're interested in seeing your church grow. Option number one is you and your staff should attend my upcoming online church growth conference. Um, I'm having a church growth conference that's completely online. Because here's the deal. I know how incredible it is as a leader to go to a conference or an event, get your tank completely filled, and then come back and try to fire up all the team members and the staff members and volunteers that didn't get to go, only to have your newfound passion seemingly like hit a wall. And the reason why is not because they're evil people. It's because they did not experience what you experienced, so they can't feel what you felt. Um, I also know the flip side of taking numerous staff and volunteers to an event takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. There are hotels, meals, airplane tickets. It can literally become a huge financial ticket item before you know it, which is why we're making this event 49 bucks per church. That's it. Not 49 bucks per person per church. 49 bucks. I don't care if you've got five people or 50 people in the room. The cost is $49. There'll be three sessions. It's going to take about half a day. Um, There's going to be three sessions in this conference. Session number one is why you should not feel bad about wanting your church to grow. And pastors, trust me, this session is worth the price of the event itself, especially if you can get your staff and key volunteers bought in to this idea. Session number two is what's the reason many churches have stopped growing and also why are millennials dropping out of church in record numbers? The What I'm going to show you in this lesson is something that I've been working on for about six months and it blew my mind once I saw it for myself. And I believe this will help a lot of churches. Um, I know it's helping me in starting my church. And session number three are three foundational issues your church must address if you want to see long-term exponential growth. There are, now there's obviously probably more than three, but there are three core ideas that I think the church is going to have to really, and these are conversations that you're going to have to have with your staff, with your key leaders. These are conversations that, um, honestly, you're going to have to wrestle to the ground with the Lord because if the church doesn't make some foundational changes within the next 10 to 20 years, I don't think the church is going to go away. I don't think the church will ever go away. Um, It's always going to thrive, but church as we know it will cease to exist. We've got to be willing to make some changes. And so um, if you're interested in attending, all you got to do, made this real simple because I'm a simple guy, is go to onlinechurchgrowthconference.com. That's it onlinechurchgrowthconference.com. 
And like I said, it's 49 bucks, and that's going to be 49 bucks for the next several weeks, and then we're going to do a price increase. And, and by the way, by the way, by the way, um, we've had some people ask about this, and so we opened up this option. If you want to attend the event live, there's very limited seating available. Um, we'll have a live audience on Wednesday, August 15th at 9.30 a.m. The event is on August 15th and August the 16th. Um, it's a half a – we're going to do um, – 9.30 a.m. in the morning on Wednesday. And is it 2 o'clock, Ed? 2 o'clock in the afternoon? Ed said it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday. And then same session at 9.30 a.m. on Thursday. And then 2 o'clock p.m. on Thursday, just in case. Um, it's going to be the same three lessons um, broadcast four times. So you can make sure that uh, you're, it's convenient for your church to watch. And those are going to be the only four times. And if you want to, if you pay the $49 fee, you can honestly watch it all four times. I mean, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Um, I don't think I'm that good to look at four times, but if you want to, you can like shut down the video and just listen to the audio. Maybe that'll bless you. I don't know. Anyway, um, we do have some room, though, for some people who want to attend live. Um, you can come in on uh, you can be with us that Wednesday morning. It'll be at 9.30 after the sessions. I'll treat you to an incredible lunch at this place called Sullivan's, which you'll eat the most amazing dessert you've ever had in your life. And then do, we'll do a Q&A session for about an hour, hour and a half after that with the people in the room. We've only got about, um, well, we opened with 20 slots. I think we only have 15 left because those are filling up pretty quick. And that information is available on online church growth conference dot com so um that's that's the next step i believe that you and your church could take and um if you want to go further than that um at the growth company i want my church to grow.com you can go there and check out what it would look like to bring your team in town to anderson south carolina for an in-town workshop where we'll take you and your team for a whole day and put together a strategic plan for the next six to twelve months That'll help your church begin to experience some growth or at least have the conversations that get growth started in the right direction. I believe your church can grow. I believe your church should grow. And I would, I would love to help any way I can because I want to see your church reach more people because I think more people meeting Jesus is an awesome thing. So check out online church growth. Con or, uh, hold on. I'm, I got to look that up. I'm, I'm, yeah, Online Church Growth Conference. That's what I said. OnlineChurchGrowthConference.com. Check it out. Get your team registered, and we'll see you then. And we'll see you next week. We'll have Logan rescued from the aliens and back on the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at PerryNoble.com. Oh, 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 oh.